0: declare his glory with my life dream small is all about doing those small things starting with one another as we as the church come together and understand that we are family that we are united that God has done something in our lives that differentiates us that we can serve one another in such a fashion that we are witnesses to the rest of the world of the way that we love each other and that the world will take note I want to start this morning in Galatians chapter 5. If you'll turn there with me, we'll start in verse 1 of chapter 5. It says, For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. And then I want to jump to 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. This morning as we begin to talk about serving one another and what that looks like, it stems out of freedom. Now I think uh, when, when Jesus talked to some of the, the leaders of the day, he was talking to them about being in slavery and, and how you're free but you were once slaves and they're like, what are you talking about? We've never been slaves Forgetting their distant past and I think we would say much the same thing, that we're free, we live in America, we have all the freedoms that we could possibly ask for. And so to have this thought of being freed from something is sometimes difficult for us to wrap our heads around. Um, I, I, had a, well, I had lots of stupid moments when I was growing up, but one in particular, okay, we'll just go with one, um, 11 or 12 years old, and, and some of my friends and I, we were, we we're out and um, walking down the side of the road, and we had this fishing string, and so what's a good idea for 12-year-olds was fishing strings, like, we should string this across the road, right? And see what happens. Now, it wasn't like a heavy test. It wasn't going to like rip our finger off or anything like that, but we're doing this just to see what happens because we're curious. And so guess what? What happens is that if a car goes by at 45 miles an hour, it will rip that little plastic spool out of your hand. Duh. Yeah, that's easy now, right? So you know what else happens is sometimes people think you're throwing rocks at their cars and they call the cops, and sometimes when the cops are called on a 12-year-old, they run. Now, this is not a good idea, okay? Just in case. None of that was good ideas or choices. And so here I am running from the police with a couple of my friends through the woods going, what am I doing right now? And, and they caught us, you know, because that's what happens when 12-year-olds run from the cops. And, um, and took us off to jail. Like threw us in the car. And I was over state lines. I lived in Cincinnati and right across the river in Kentucky is where my friend lived. And so we were over there. So somewhere around 9.30 at night, a different state's police are calling over to Ohio to my mother. And, and as we're sitting in the cell, Josh, my friend and I, we were told that, hey, you're, you're, you're here. And if you're here at midnight, you're here for the rest of the night. And so we're just watching that clock tick, 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 and it was 10, and it was 10.30. Now it doesn't take that long to get over the river, and it was 11, and it was 11.30, and it was 11.45, and it was 11.55, and it was 11.57. I'm going to use this opportunity just to leave you and wait as I get the other microphone. 11 <laughs> 11:59, and the cell opens and uh, Louise who's Josh's mom and my mom sat in the police station lobby for two and a half hours just to freak us out and it worked because guess what at that moment I was free and I wasn't ever going back Okay, but this understanding of freedom, and it's a stupid little thing, and at the same time to understand that you don't have a choice in your life, and then you are set free from it, makes you look at things a little bit differently. Let's go back to that verse. Galatians 5.1, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery now I wasn't begging to get back into that cell. I wasn't looking for another way back in. And yet, in so many of our lives, the things that we've been enslaved to in our past maybe draw us back in, even though we recognize that we were once slaves to them. And this is what's happening here. And Paul goes on in the next couple of verses, from verse two through eleven, and he's explaining to them that there are people that are coming in and they're preaching this other gospel. Paul had preached about grace, and that we are given through what Jesus did on the cross, but this other group was coming in and saying to Gentiles, no, you have to be circumcised and and fulfill the law of Moses in order to then accept the grace of God. And Paul is teaching about this, saying that 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 work of circumcision was an outward act to show an inward change, to show a devotion or, or being set aside for God, but that's a part of the law, and he goes on to say, and if you follow part of the law, you have to follow the entirety of the law. And the point was that the law was found lacking and wanting, that it wasn't going to give you what you needed. And and so Paul is just, he's frustrated with this moment. He's trying to tell them, and he he says, you know what? Those people that are teaching you false things, they will have to answer one day for what they're teaching you. And, And you can see that he's less than thrilled when you get to verse 12, and he says this, I wish those who unsettled you would go ahead and emasculate themselves. That's your memory verse for today. (laughs) He's angry. He's saying that this freedom that you could have is being ripped away from you, and this yoke of slavery is being placed back on you, but that's not why Christ came into your life. Then verse 13 where he says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in this one word that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are called to freedom. So use that freedom to serve each other, to be there for one another. All the requirements of the horizontal law, you know, all the things in scripture that tell us how to interact with one another are fulfilled in this thought of loving your neighbor as yourself. Where all the requirements of the vertical law is love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. Love God and love people. It's interesting to look at some of the the words in verse 1 for slavery is actually the same root word in verse 13 when it talks about serving one another. They're related, They're, they're from the same root, and they're talking about doing the will of another. One, the first is out of necessity, the second is out of our choice. And he's saying we're still... To serve. We're still slaves, but we're slaves to righteousness, to serving one another. This is what you have been set free to do. I want to go over to Deuteronomy chapter 10. If you have your Bible, you can turn there. Otherwise, it'll be up on the screen. Just because I'm not done talking about circumcision yet. Didn't expect that this morning, did you? In verse 12 of Deuteronomy chapter 10, it says, and now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord's, which I am commanding you today for your good. So he says, and now then, is where that starts, and now then, you know, because of what I was just talking about, what he was talking about uh, was the, the giving of the Ten Commandments on these two tablets. He was talking about the establishment of the priesthood. He was talking about uh, the law being put into place and being able to march into the promised land. And he says, and now, because of those things, this is what I want you to do. I want you to fear the Lord. I want you to have reverence for God. I want you to have a high view of who he is and respect him. This weekend, uh, this last weekend, my sister and and, and nephew flew in from Colorado and uh, spent some time. They've been out here before, but we were out watching the ocean, and and as we were doing that, it was rough seas, like it was stormy seas, even though there wasn't a storm coming in, and so you know what that's like, and there was this spot that that the sand dropped off, and there's kind of a sand cliff, and and this couple walks down and around the corner, and and we were like, what are they doing? Like, why would you, you can't walk there, and, and so we're like, hey, uh, this, it's not real safe over there, and, and sitting and watching, another time, we're up overlooking uh, Cape Perpetua, and uh, we're at the bridge kind of spot, Do you know, that place looking down on the blowhole thing, and there's this other couple of people right next to this raging ocean, and I'm like, what is the matter with you, and, and my sister says to me, how, I, I can't do this. I can't sit here and watch because they're so close and I don't know if they don't understand or if they're braver than I or dumber than I, which is not that easy. So we've covered from being 12. But but they're just not having a healthy respect or reverence or fearing of the ocean and understanding its power and it's hard to sit back and watch. He continues, walk in his ways. And he shows us his ways in, in a number of different ways in general revelation through, through nature that points to God, through his word and, and the life of Jesus that he's given us to walk in his ways. He says to love. Again, the, the vertical, love God, and the horizontal, to love others, to serve. And this is one that comes with emphasis, serve With all your will and your soul, your heart and your soul, which is talking about not only your mind, your intellect, but your will, the desires that you have, and the innermost being of who you are. And again, the word here in Deuteronomy 10 is then connected to those same in Galatians about serving others and keeping the commandments and statutes of the Lord. This is what I'm asking of you, to fear, to walk, to love, to serve, to keep to my commands. And he goes on in verse 14 to say this. Behold to the Lord your God belong heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth with all that it is, is in it, yet the Lord set his heart and love on your fathers and chose their offspring after them. You above all peoples as you are this day. Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no longer stubborn. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords and great, the mighty, the awesome God who is not partial and takes no bride. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. So it goes on, he's talking about this thing, circumcised uh, uh, the foreskin of your heart. What, what a set of words and, and visual that you have there. And yet this is kind of talked about in a number of different places. In Jeremiah, he talks about the uncircumcised ear and in Exodus, the uncircumcised lips, that they were unprepared for these acts of worship and service and he says this, he says, but not your hearts. See, I want you to have prepared hearts because God is amazing. He's the God of all gods and the Lord of all lords. And he says, I want you to show this same kind of external uh, showing of an internal attitude. That if God has changed your heart to show this to the world. And yet we don't even have a corner on this kind of a thing as Christians. That video that we started with was for an insurance company of all things. But it showed somebody giving in little ways, dreaming small about how little acts can change the world that he lives in. I want to throw up a slide here. This is, uh, this is a, a crowdfunding site that has been put together um, by, was it called, Muslims Unite for Pittsburgh Synagogue. So this is a group of Muslims who heard what had happened with 11 being killed and six more being injured. And they said, we just want to serve you. And they've raised more than 200 And now it's $37,000. Muslims united for the Pittsburgh synagogue. We don't have a corner on this thing. The rest of the world knows sometimes better than Christians how to serve others. I want you to watch this quick clip. Go! We all play for Canada. I love that clip. Even kids understanding that there's things that they can do to connect with others, to give of themselves, to serve other people. And when the best of us steps up, it says our nation stands a little taller. We all play for Canada. Well, of course, Canadians are nice. You know, just imagine how nice Canadian Christians should be. Uh, but, but how can we... Regain the corner on this market because as Christians, we should be heads and shoulders above everybody else in the way that we serve one another, in the way that we care for others. I want to read Deuteronomy chapter 10 again, this time out of the message. It says, look around you. Everything you see is God's. The heavens above and beyond, the earth and everything on it but it was your ancestors who God fell in love with. He picked their children. That's you. Out of all of the other peoples, that's where we are right now. So cut away the thick calluses from your heart and stop being so willfully hard-headed. God, your God, is the God of all gods. He's a master of all masters, a God immense and powerful and awesome. He doesn't play favorites, takes no bribes, makes sure orphans and widows are treated fairly, takes loving care of foreigners by seeing that they get food and clothing. Did you catch that in the middle of that? It's a little bit better, I think. Cut away the thick calluses of your heart and stop being so willfully hard-headed. So many times Christians are known for what we're against and not what we're for. That we're not always for loving people and caring for people, which is what we're actually called to do. We're not called to pass judgment. We're not called to decide who is in better shape than somebody else. We're called to love. We're called to serve one another even as slaves that we are slaves to serving and loving each other, lifting each, other's up, uh, each other up and putting others' needs above our own. Now, I'm not down on us about this. We do a good job of this. Again, Mike talked about it. Uh, Wednesday night, Halloween, I, the thing I read said 45,000 pieces of candy. Man, Jan, was Jan just counting those, like, on Tuesday? <laughs> Uh, 600 in attendance, more than 80 volunteers coming to play carnival games and and to show care and to serve this community. Uh, There's things happening in, in our midst that maybe you don't even know about. There's a thing called meal train. And sometimes when somebody goes in for a surgery, it's a way when they come out in order to provide meals for them for the week or, or weeks while they're recovering. And you can get connected to that on Realm, actually, which is our online presence. And, and so you can log into that and it shows needs and then you can go in and click, hey, I'll take care of Tuesday night's dinner. And it says whatever you need to know about food allergies and that kind of stuff. Uh, There's so many ways that people are serving one another here. And so we're doing a pretty good job of it. You know, this church is, is good to each other. I know a few weeks ago I had uh, family members moving and and we just needed help with some trucks and moving some boxes. And I asked a handful of guys and and 15, well, half an hour later there were six guys out there helping my family members pack up in their trucks and in trailer and and move over to a new location. We're doing a good job of these things. Just last week somebody brought our family uh, a meal which we really appreciated because we're doing a good job of serving one another. And I'm not the only one. I think there's more, and actually I would love to take a minute. I'd love to hear from you. How has somebody served you? If you can, in 10 seconds, just share with the rest of us how somebody, you can name names or not, I don't care. Um, How has somebody served you? If you got a loud voice, just speak it out. Chris, I know you got a loud voice. Go for it. Awesome, fix our hot water heater. Okay, great. Somebody brought you guys a meal last week. Stuart came in and helped you with your water tank, hot water tank, new regulator, right? Awesome. Who else? Oh, don't be shy. Awesome. Just in case you didn't hear that, the Koontz are uh, adopting two children, and it's kind of a last-minute thing, and they put it out there, the need and cribs and high chairs and clothing came flooding in to meet that need. How else are you serving? Alita? For multiple days. Awesome. That's great. Who else? Yeah. So, Shirley's neighbors are? <laughs> I want my cup of sugar back, but bring it in the form of pie. Yeah. So your neighbors help you out when you need it. Who? Awesome. Prayer at the ready. To stay. Yeah. Great. When Joe was in the hospital, somebody parked their motor home right by the hospital so that Frida could be close by and not have to travel home every day. Anyone else? Yeah, melody. Okay, just just lunch with a close friend, and doesn't have to be pre-planned. It can just happen in a moment. Anybody else? Yeah, please, Alita, go for it. Awesome. So while she was going through cancer treatments, for weeks and weeks and weeks, group members and friends took her and took care of their needs uh, and the gas. Uh, Again, uh, I'm not down on us on this. I, I think we do a good job of serving one another, but I want us to be known by the ridiculous ways that we serve one another. That when people talk about Florence Christian Church and Christians in Florence, Oregon, all around, that the story always goes back to, did you hear the way that one of them came alongside the other? Did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? And that the rumor about us is that we love each other deeply and care for one another. Because that's what it says. The way that we love each other, that's how the world will know. I'd love to make a commercial of our own out of some of the stories that you guys just shared. And and, and that it's spilling over. And did you notice in the video as it opened that the store owner who would shake his head no and not understand why he'd give money to somebody begging. And then he took note. And, And there was people all around them, all around that gentleman that started seeing their world differently because of this one person's service of others. I wonder if the tagline at the end of it couldn't read something like this. When the rest of us step up, the body of Christ stands a little taller. That was a good video. Uh, We serve one another for his glory. In Matthew chapter 20, it says this. It says... uh, But whoever would become great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. We're going to take communion now. The ushers are going to go grab the trays and and come forward as we remember this time together. And as the band plays this song, I want you to take some time to worship, remembering that Jesus didn't just tell us to do these things, he lived it out. The one person who did not need to serve that shouldn't have been serving others did exactly that, washing his disciples' feet, being there for them, ultimately going to the cross for us in an act of service because he loves us, because he wants to be in a relationship with us. And so he did what we couldn't do for ourselves and he took the punishment for the, the, the dumb things that we've done that as we rebelled against him. And he came not to be served but to serve and that's what this moment of communion is about. Hold on to the, the cracker which represents his body. Hold on to the juice which represents his blood. Thank him for serving you. The God of the universe served you because he loves you, and as you feel led, go ahead and partake of those. Let's pray. God, I thank you for serving us. God, we don't deserve it. You didn't need to do it. Um, we're so unworthy, and, and yet you, you set down your crown in heaven to walk on this earth, to serve people in the flesh, to give us Uh, hope through this message and ultimately going to the cross. And we just give you praise and thanks. Allow us to make opportunities to serve one another. God, that the world would be able to be pointed to you because uh, of the way that you enable us to love each other. In Jesus' name, amen.